Welcome to Jay's Corner. My name is Jay O. I am a certified financial planner. I'm also the author of Maximize Your Medicare, the published book. Jay's Corner is there to try to explain how certain financial matters work, to try to help you separate the signal from the noise, so that when something changes, you're not distracted wrongly, and instead, keep your eyes on the ball, which is tough to do given the way that we are given information. There's a free and paid newsletter. Go to jo.substack.com. There are two YouTube channels, Jay's Corner, as well as Maximize Your Medicare. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you digest your podcast. Be sure to leave your comments. Let's begin. Welcome to Jay's Corner, everybody. My name is J.O., I am, as you can see there on, your, on the left-hand side of your screen, I am an author of a published book on Medicare. I am also an education fellow for the Alliance for Lifetime Income, certified financial planner. I started GH2 Benefits, gh2benefits.com. Inside the chat window is a free newsletter. Please feel free to subscribe to it. There's a paid version. There's other information that I'm not willing to or able to share, to be candid with you in public, largely because I'm so highly regulated. Straight on with it here today. We're going to be only 30 minutes. The, the story, ultimately, the story isn't a surprise. All of the news is going to be about stocks straight down. Very difficult month. 9% down in basically a month. The reality is that you can see it here. This is Jay's Corner. This is the Substack and free newsletter. Today, I just sent this out. You know, I have left bread for comes for you the entire time here. And these are other versions of this newsletter here where I have pointed out. And here's what ends up happening is I have put all of the posts here on gh2benefits.com. They're free up there. <clears throat> you can see it. News here. I've left it there. What we've had is very stable, very stable January through June. In fact, if you look at the newsletter, there are almost zero comments from me, almost at all, the entire time. And the reason was, very, very simply, is the denominator stable. The denominator stable. In other words, it's okay for interest rates to go gently higher because Jay's rib shack, right? My rib shack that I own in a strip mall, I can plan for slightly higher costs and costs of borrowing, right? Just like an average household, right? If you know that Cheerios is going to be from $3 to three and a quarter, you can plan, you can make adjustments to it. What becomes complicated is if it goes from three to four and four to five and a half and five and a half to seven. That's different. In the same way, the same prices and expectations are set on everything, as you can see by this formula. The denominator here, for the most part, is ignored until it isn't. The reality is, this is the starting point, the building block. As you know, you bought your house, you took out a mortgage. 
Guess what the cost of borrowing depended on? R. Absolutely. It determined whether or not you could afford the mortgage. It's now a restraint, right? You can't flip your house and buy a bigger house. It's tough. Why? Because the cost of borrowing is so much higher. And as a result, and around and around we go, permeating through every part of everyday life, including companies. So I make up Jay's Rip Shack as my, you know, silly little analogy, right? But the reality is those problems are actually real. For example, right here. I've pointed this out in other videos here on this channel on the effect of inflation here and what ends up happening. You can see it, costs higher every day, labor inputs. I can't borrow now. Silicon Valley Bank didn't help, right? Because now the small banks sitting on commercial loans made to the local mall, which is now having full of tumbleweed, they've got assets that they, that they are not going to be able to collect their loans on. So they're going to turn around and lend money to Jay's Rib Shack? No, they're not. This is just common sense. It's also common sense that is largely glossed over. It's funny, right? The strange thing about financial topics, financial fluency, literacy, these to me are too fancy a terms, right? The strangest, oddest thing to me is that people have one set of logic of common sense that I'm sure that everyone has. I'm sure of it, right? Costs are higher. What do we have to do? We either have to earn more or we've got to cut costs and make difficult choices. This is everyone. This is now affecting people even with a million dollars, for sure. Companies, you can see it here. Well. Jay's Rib Shack, by this list, you can just see all of these things here. We've got problems. We've got problems, right? Jay's Rib Shack has a problem. This is com This You will be able to ask anyone, local business owner, they're facing the same thing. So you can understand that I'm, like, incredulous here that somehow we are stuck when we're considering financial, you know, financial markets, we discard our common sense. And what do we do? We focus on something like earnings per share. This is the graph of the 10-year U.S. Treasury interest rate, up a stunning, greater than almost a one and a quarter percent on a basis here of three and a half, 3.75. And you can see it. This is dramatic because you can see, for example, in five years, now we're notably higher. And in the long term, you can see this, which is you can't see this, but now you can see from down here, down from 0.45 to 4.8, levels we've not seen since the great financial crisis. I'm not saying today is the great financial crisis. I'm not. That all said, we do have this turmoil here, and now all of a sudden you can see September is suddenly nasty. Let's just go to it quickly. On, on 
during this post, which I sent on September 21, I was updating people about the fact that I have a close, even a smaller clothes list that I call the stable. And on July 29th, they received this email, which was titled, We're going to party like it's 2022. When the denominator is this unstable, let's, let me just shut this thing off. When the denominator is this unstable, I sent out this email. And now all of a sudden, what I'm really talking about here, the thing that I saw is, my point is that lack of volatility and lack of changes in the relationships of the fact which are much bigger than your earnings guess. Today is pretty much the first time all year that this was challenged. This is what I call the glue. This is what I call the glue. I've spoken about it, not only in the newsletter, but I also spoke about it here with Ann Lester, who was a portfolio manager for JP Morgan on targeted date fund. Quarter was a very peculiar time for me, my observance of markets, meaning that what you had was, we had a huge hedge fund blow up involved in uh, TMT stocks, you know, telecom media yeah. stocks. And we saw a bunch of dislocations at the same time the Federal Reserve was clearly saying, look, my foot's going on the gas, it's gonna stay on the gas. That would have reasonably, reasonably changed the inputs to, you know, now geeky, right? That would have changed uh, not only your, uh, your expected returns on your portfolio, your grid of of uh, <clears throat> returns and 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 standard deviations of those uh, asset classes, but also the correlations fairly yep. dramatically. And here it is, right? Which is that I'm talking here with Anne about the glue, and she knows what it is. I mean, there was no disputing her qualifications. <laughs> no, that that is in that is beyond dispute. But this was just professionals talking at this language about the portfolio construction and the inputs to portfolio construction, which have nothing to do with whether or not I think Meta is worth $300 a share. They have nothing to do with it. What they have to do is with your understanding of this and how it affects, how it affects the relationships of securities assets with each other with one another. That is then the key. I've stated it here. I've shown it to you here. This is from Portfolio Analyzer. You can go and see it. And what I'm going to show you here is I did this a, a number of months ago, <clears throat> which is from January 21 to, to February of 2023 this year, you see a very high correlation. This is pretty alarming right here during a troublesome time is we don't want to see this because if they are too high, so what this is, is IVV is the S&P 500, AGG is bonds, so stocks and bonds. So generally speaking, right, when you run a diversified portfolio, you have some X percent of stocks and 100 minus X, more or less, of bonds and they counterbalance each other. 
the, what happened in 2022, very, very clear. There was a total breakdown in this. I'm not going to review with you Hurricane Henri video. I've mentioned it here on this channel probably a hundred times. We saw this at the end of 2021. We saw it continue on in 2022, and then the bottom dropped out. It wasn't because we had predictive power over the direction of stocks, foreign exchange, bonds. It has had we an observation of this relationship with one another. And you can see it here that this may seem, okay, well, this is meaningless. But you can see how much it moved. Because during this 10-year period, from January 2010, for another full 10 years, 11 years, you've had negative, in other words, they were minus correlation, which means out of stocks into bonds, out of bonds into stocks. You had a way of creating a diversified portfolio and it worked, right? So when stocks went up, you had a cushion. Where was that bonds? And then vice versa. So you could go on your merry way, right? You could go on your merry way and you could continue to pursue the belief that C ran the show. That presumed that this was in order. And you can see what happened is now, last year, it wasn't. So now we've come full circle, which is the first six months of this year, I would have called us back down to here. This was my observation that I have made, right? Which is here. My point is that the performance this year is the lack of volatility, the lack of changes in the relationships of these factors. Meaning I was discussing, I was discussing what? I was discussing this. And then now what we have is a return to higher. Now I've not re even run this. I'm very sure. I'm very sure now that it's nowhere near this, but it's closer to this. And in fact, you don't need to look very far because if you see it here, you'll see this. So this is just yahoo.com, right? You can do this at home, right? I, this is the S&P 500, which is the blue line. And we've got the pink line, which is the bond market. And you can see here what I was saying, which is it's fine. We're stable-ish. We were stable-ish in the pink line. Not too bad. Gradual, gradual, and all of a sudden, bang, straight down. And what happened? Bang, straight down. This coincides with what has happened here in currencies. And you'll see it here. Whoops, let's just see if we can go back. Uh, there's a better spot. I, I pointed it out in the newsletter again. And I'm, this, I promise you this is, this is not the I told you show hour. Right? It'll, it'll seem like it. <laughs> right? These aren't, my point is that this is just simply not news here. This is just a con, for the observant, for the observant, is not every day, not every moment. 
But when I'm sending out these in, this information, I'm not just reporting because I need to fill airspace. Stronger dollar sounds great, may not be. And you can see what has happened here. What I did here is I flipped, I took the S&P 500, I flipped the dollar. So what happens? Stronger U.S. dollar, weaker stocks. This ties in. This ties into the bond market here. It absolutely does. And the glue, the reason that they are tied together is also here in Jay's corner that I have described in the past. And where is it? I've got, you can see down here at the bottom, I've got so many different topics. The carry trade. Here it is. Global investors. Global are looking across the planet. They are looking at across the planet at what? They're looking at the bond markets. They are looking at the difference in interest rates on bond markets. Why? Because the biggest owners of financial instruments are who? Pension funds, who have to pay pensioners over long periods of time. That's why there's so much attention out here on the 30-year, the 50-year. You can see it here. The point is, let's just go to Germany, and I'll show you because it is obviously the flag waver of the European Union. <clears throat> no one is disputing the strength, the quality and strength of the U.S., of the German economy relative to the rest of Europe. No one is disputing that. You can see this. Oops. And now, the same increase, this same pattern. The pro And now you can see quite dramatically here. Remember I said, stable, stable, and boring, and all of a sudden, spike. It's not only height, it's speed. That's what I was stating here. And now, all at once, all at once, you've got it lockstep. And there it is. The problem here is based on how I named this today's newsletter, which is seeking bond buyers without bond buyers. We have a problem that chat GPT can't solve. And that is, of course, the question. That This is the question. This is, you will continue to have this ongoing question about the breakdown of all of the, these relationships here. You absolutely can. I've shown you the steps. I've shown you the dots for you to connect so that you can understand the big picture, the big picture about how these portfolios on a global basis are built. And you can see here that the bond market for the th looks to be, if it stated it today, this is the third year in a row 
that the bond market will be negative for the year. This is basically after at least a 15-year straight-up market in a row. So we don't have a crystal ball. You are still here. I want to remind everyone, right? You can have this, these different ideas. Oh, the trend is your friend and all these, you know, snappy cliches. You know, the best predictor of tomorrow is, you know, the best predictor of tomorrow's weather is today's weather. In financial markets, you're here. Right? You think that, okay, well, this is an all random. No, I didn't say, so by random here, what I mean is based on some central expectation, we could have some expectation that it's just no change. There's going to be, that can be the center, but there's going to be error around it. It will not be precisely no change. It could have been up or down. What does this mean for everyday people? A couple of things, and I thought to then tie this up here, like I said, only about 10 minutes ago. So this is in pert in suit of the perfect portfolio. This is a book that I'm showing you here. It's on my uh, lit, my reading list here. I've got a Jay's Corner reading list here on Amazon. It's called in suit of the in pursuit of the perfect portfolio. There it is. <clears throat> it's a who's who, and you're here. This is Myron Scholes, uh, the person who probably built one of the absolute cornerstones of modern finance. And this is the, his point here. And it's highlighted here for you on the screen. If you have an investment horizon of 10 years, then what happens each year matters because compound returns multiply, they don't average. Furthermore, avoid the use of average returns. The average arithmetic return is a flawed measure. It may be able to evaluate whether a manager outperforming on average, but it doesn't talk about the ideal portfolio in investing. In other words, the problem is when someone is thinking about crossing a river, you don't tell the person if they can't swim that on average this river is only half a foot deep. We have only one life to live. We are only crossing the river once. If you cross the river at the 24-foot part of the river and you can't swim, you drown, you don't get back again. Now, this is pretty dramatic, but in fact, I've spoken about it And this is sequence risk, and now you can see the issue. So if we take a look at the the biggest, and you know the the Ann Lester's of the world from that video, the interview that I that I showed, right? That what you have here is an example here. This is a targeted date fund by BlackRock, undisputed, right? Largest asset manager on the planet. Still only 6.31 for a year to date. And that's before today. That's not including today. So we're down to below 6% for the year. The issue is here, of course, right? Even here, they're just reporting the year to date in isolation. To real people, what has happened is here. Right in January of 2022, you were here, but now we are here. 
And so now what happened is, <clears throat> let's say you started out with 100, you're down 17%, and I just use that as a Vanguard number. Vanguard number said that average 401k's retirement fund's down 70% in 2022. Now you're down to 83, and now you're up 5.5. Now, if you add these together and you look at this, it looks like, okay, well, you're down 11.5. No, you're not. You're not. You're down by 12.44, right? And in addition, during that time, right, you've had inflation. So now what 100 could have bought on January 2022, you now need, over this two year, almost two years, you need something like, what, 107? 108 is going to be your cost index, something like that. So now this here is actually in real terms, then, is 87.565 divided by 1.08. It's now, your people are down 19% in purchasing power. And yes, I've taken every shortcut in the world, mathematicians, you know, and, you know, Econ, you know, econometrists, econometricians, you know, don't at me. So now the question is, what from here? So first of all, in the very, very short run, we're going to still continue to have this debate. I don't think there's any debate. There's the doubt about that. We are going to continue to have this stress. Right? <clears throat> it means the coast is very likely very likely i didn't say for sure right this today is not financial advice i don't have a crystal ball but until this type of turmoil starts here stops on the biggest markets in the world which are interest rates and foreign exchange it is difficult to find a path where blue turns more stable blue depends on stability here absolutely depends on it. It's not going to matter whether Zuckerberg like puts TikTok out of out of business. No. No. Not even close. Right? Swiss National Bank and their pensioners don't care about your 50 shares of Meta. They don't. Nor should they. And like I've stated in Jay's Corner on multiple occasions, it's not that they're going to send you a memo, but it is very important, vital, for your peace of mind so that you don't get distracted by narratives which can't be correct, but somehow people have accepted. I realize that I'm probably beating a dead horse to, to the people who have followed Jay's Corner for years, right? Who have known me for years, who have been part of the stable for years. None of this is new. Not, not one iota is new. Nothing, right? This is just another iteration, another episode, if you will, something we have not seen in a long time, we've got people who are saying they're financial professionals, everyone, 
who have never seen this. That they've never, that doesn't mean that they're not smart, etc., etc. No, I didn't say, or they're well-educated. I'm not saying any of that. Right? Again, don't at me on stuff that I'm not saying. Right? I'm not talking about that. But what I am saying is they've not seen this. Right? This is half a percent over here. Half a percent. And if you don't think we have more to go, could have more to go, if you continue to go higher, if you continue to go higher without a buyer, right? We have here. And again, I'm not here to settle. I'm not here to settle like subjective stuff like what it's worth, right? My simple reminder is I think that this thing is worth $1,000. It doesn't matter unless someone's willing to pay $1,000. In the same way, if we have no buyers of bonds, we are going to continue to have higher R. And the issue is, we've been under this Kool-Aid. Narcotic where the buyer of all my spare elephants here has been the Federal Reserve. Except for now, they're the seller. In other words, we thought the richest guy in the neighborhood was a buyer of all the houses on the subdivision, so we front, front run them, right? By buying the shack on the same subdivision because the rich guy is gonna buy three houses. What happens if the rich guy is a seller of the houses? And now you can see that the worm turns. And now all the presumptions that you've had and the weaknesses in the logic that said, oh, only pay attention to the numerator, they fail quickly. And as a result, what has happened? People who wrongly listened they ended up here, subject to here. <clears throat> it's not too late. It's not too late. Because since we are, and this is my, literally going to be last, my last point, which is Mr. Market has given many people a gift. I said this when July 10th. It was partially luck. I'm not going to kid you. It was partially luck, right? We are not sure. We can't time everything. July 30th, July 10th, right here. To go up to here and then now back down. At this point in time, I wrote this newsletter to say, look, reevaluate stuff. Reevaluate where you are so that you can actually understand. Because as I said, Nothing said, nothing said for sure we're going to bounce. I do reject this. I, I actually didn't make this a point between Anne and myself. She said it twice. She said it comes back immediately and it always does. Well, you know, if you're wrong, the issue is if you're wrong, then you run into this. If you're wrong in that instance, you run into this. And this is because you, this is your 
time that you're swimming across the river. Questions, comments, info at gh2benefits.com. The subscription link is there in the chat. I'll also have it there in the comments. I'm Jay. This has been Jay's Corner. Thank you so much for joining. If you've liked today's video, there's a ton of this. Nobody notices it. I'm not good for the algo, right? Because I'm all over the place in, in things that look like they're unrelated. YouTube's trying to drive you into small little niches. The bond market, the corporate bond market, the mortgage-backed bond market, and then equities, tech stocks, value stocks, consumer, mutual funds. But the reality is these basics are interrelated. You can't just think of these topics as individual silos because at some point, the interrelationship will either create opportunity or problems for people's overall financial well-being. Thanks.